over to a child floating down river in a dugout log, Anders had written her. I cannot call it a canoe. There never were statistics written to cover the probability of its arrival. But still, it was in a country. It was in the world. Surely someone down there had an internet connection. Had they never bothered to find it? Wouldn't she call you? There has to be some sort of global satellite. She won't use the phone, or she says it doesn't work there. As close as they were in this quiet room, she could scarcely hear his voice. But for this... She stopped herself. He didn't know. Where is he now? Marina asked. She could not bring herself to say his body. Anders was not a body. Vogel was full of doctors, doctors working, doctors in their offices drinking coffee. The cabinets and storage rooms and desk drawers were full of drugs, pills of every conceivable stripe. They were a pharmaceutical company. What they didn't have, they figured out how to make. Surely, if they knew where he was, they could find something to do for him. And with that thought, her desire for the impossible eclipsed every piece of science she had ever known. The dead were dead, were dead were dead. And still, Morena Singh did not have to shut her eyes to see Anders Ekman eating an egg salad sandwich in the employee cafeteria, as he had done with great enthusiasm every day she had known him. Don't you read the reports on cholesterol, she would ask, always willing to play the straight man. I write the reports on cholesterol, Anders said, running his finger around the edge of his plate. Mr. Fox lifted his glasses pressed his folded handkerchief against the corners of his eyes. Read the letter, he said. She did not read it aloud. Jim Fox, the rain has been torrential here, not unseasonable, yet year after year it never ceases to surprise me. It does not change our work, except to make it more time-consuming, and if we have been slowed, we have not been deterred. We move steadily towards the same excellent results. But for now, this business is not our primary concern. I write with unfortunate news of Dr. Ekman, who died of a fever two nights ago. Given our location, this rain, the petty bureaucracies of government, both this one and your own, and the time-sensitive nature of our project, we chose to bury him here, in a manner in keeping with his Christian traditions. I must tell you, it was no small task. As for the purpose of Dr. Ekman's mission, I assure you we are making strides. I will keep what little he had here for his wife, to whom I trust you will extend this news along with my sympathy. Despite any setbacks, we persevere. Anik Swenson Morena started over at the top. When she had read through it again, she still could not imagine what to say. Is she calling Anders a setback? She held the letter by its slightest edges, as if it were a document still to be submitted into evidence. Clearly, the paper had been wet at some point and then dried again. She could tell by the way it was puckered in places. It had been carried out in the rain. Dr. Swenson knew all about the relationship of paper and ink and rain, and so she cut in her letters with a pencil of hard, dark lead. While on the other side of Eden Prairie, Minnesota, Karen Ekman sat in a two-story brick colonial, 
thinking her husband was in Brazil and would be coming home as soon as he could make Dr. Swenson listen to reason. Morena looked at the clock. They should go soon, before it was time for Karen to pick the children up from school. Every now and then, if Anders happened to look at his watch at 2.30, he would say to himself in a quiet voice, School's out. Three little Ekmans, three boys who, like their mother, did not know enough to picture their father dead. For all that loss, Dr. Swenson had managed to use just over half the sheet of paper. And in the half a sheet she used, she had twice thought to mention the weather. The rest of it simply sat there, a great blue sea of emptiness. How much could have been said in those remaining inches, how much explained, was beyond scientific measure. Mr. Fox closed the door and came to stand beside Morena's chair. He put his hand on her shoulder and screamed.